Welcome everyone to the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. This is your host of Virginia Parsons. And today we are going to be discussing how to get more clients with authentic visibility featuring Michelle Vandepas. So hold on to your hats. We'll be getting started in just a moment. Here's the preview. Welcome everyone. I'm so pleased that you're here today. You know, I love doing this show because I get to interview some really fascinating, powerful, what I call inspirational businesswomen who can help you learn tips, strategies, and advice to help you grow your business. So I'm so pleased that you're here today, either live or those, those of you who end up watching us in replay mode, Thank you, because I know your time is valuable, and I think you're going to find the topic today and my guest expert really fascinating and inspiring. So I want to say, first of all, to invite all of you to go ahead and let us know where you're viewing from. Just type in the comment section, say hi, and let us know where you happen to be viewing from today. We love that. We want you to use the comment section as your way of communicating. And if you have questions as we're going forward or comments or big ahas, that's terrific as well. Go ahead and use the comment section. We really appreciate your being here. So take advantage of it and I will get to any questions or comments that you have as we go forward. Now, today's show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com, where you can receive my new revised Hangout and Livestream Marketing Assessment. Now, this assessment will only take a few minutes, but it's very valuable because it's going to help give you insights and understanding and how you can use all of these live stream platforms, of which they keep growing by leaps and bounds, and how you can use them in your own business to brand yourself, to get more visibility and to just really 
get out there in a more powerful way. So I want you to take that assessment because it's just a quick free assessment, but you also might qualify for a complimentary shine strategy session with me. And this is not a sales session. This is a coaching session where I help you discover the best platforms and how to use those platforms the most effectively to grow your business. So take advantage of it because it is my gift to you. Now, today's show, um, whoops, wrong button. Try this again. Today's guest is none other than Michelle Vandepas. She's just a delightful gal. She's got so much valuable information to share with you all about how to get more client or get more clients with, with authentic visibility. I love, love, love this topic because there isn't anyone who's in business that's not seeking more customers or clients of some sort. You can't be in business without them. But how do you do it and at the same time be yourself, be totally authentic and genuine and get out there in a way that attracts those ideal clients to you? Well, Michelle is going to be talking about that with us today. She's going to be talking about how you own your own dreams for profit. That's right. You got to have a profit to be in business or you won't be in business very long. So you want to marry the dreams to being profitable. Then she's going to be talking about getting visible with your purpose. So this is another really important factor about growing your business. You've got to be clear on your purpose. Michelle's going to discuss that. Finally, she's going to be talking about aligning your marketing with your core strengths. These are such powerful hot topics. I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Michelle Vandepas, who is a visibility consultant and has her own business right under her own name, Michelle Vandepas. LLC. Michelle, go ahead and unmute yourself. Come on in and say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Thanks so much. I love having you, Michelle. And you're right across the mountains. Uh, she's in Colorado Springs. I am in Reno, Nevada. I'm waiting to see where all of you are viewing from. I see we've got some live viewers. So go ahead, type in the comment section. Let us know where you're viewing from. We appreciate you being here and taking the time. So Michelle, I always start my interviews with the guest background, some significant defining moment in your life or moments, you can always have more than one of course, that took you from where you used to be to where you are today, what you specialize in and how you've gotten out there and gotten more visible. So go ahead and share that. Oh boy, okay, so like most women who made it past, you know, 50, 55, I could keep going up. But even most women have made it past 35. We have lots of defining moments, right? You just can't be alive and not have things that have made a big impact. But the one of the ones, not the only one, but one of the most recent ones was the night before my TEDx talk. And my sisters, my family had flown in to support me and I was curled up in a ball sobbing in the bedroom saying, I cannot do this. I am not qualified. I'm not prepared. I cannot get up and give this TEDx talk. And I was convinced that there's no way that I was going to get on the stage that next morning and, and do this. And I did though, I got up, I actually, I was tweaking my talk even 15 minutes before I got up on stage. 
uh, just tweaking it, making small adjustments. I got up on the stage, gave the talk, uh, felt fine about it. And then, then about an hour later, I was like, okay, I did that. What's next? And it was as though I had crossed my own block, my own threshold, whatever it was, and was ready for the next piece. And I think that taught me that we all stand in our own way thinking we can't do something <laughs> when really we can and we just need to uh, put on the big girl panties sometimes, you know, <laughs> and just do it. So well said. Put on those big girl panties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, wow. Um, if that was something you were doing early on, a TEDx talk is a big deal. I really can um, sort of empathize with saying, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, feeling intimidated to get out there because it's a discriminating audience. Would you say, say that's true? Yeah, it is. And I wasn't intimidated really I mean, I was, but it didn't, I didn't get this overwhelming sense of total panic until the night before. Up until that time, I'm like, wow, this is a big deal, but I'm going to focus. I'm going to prepare. I didn't allow myself to go into that state of panic, right? Um, it is a very discerning audience. It's a very intimidating audience. And I chose not to worry about that too much. And I tried to just speak to my audience because otherwise I would have been even more intimidated. Um, but the, I think the lesson for all of us is we're all being asked to step into a place where we can really give more of ourselves. And sometimes we have a difficult dis time discerning what is fear because we shouldn't do it, or it's fear that is a sign that we should do it and there's a there's a fine line there because sometimes we just are not meant to do things right and that's fine like i don't have to be president i have uh, no yeah, right i have no wish to be president i don't have a wish to be principal of a high school like there's lots of things there that i just don't want to do but if there's like real fear that's panic often that's a sign that it's something that we are being called to do and that we really need to find what that is inside of ourselves is calling that panic forth. Well, that's an interesting way of putting it. And I don't think I've ever quite thought of it that way, that if it feels close to the panic, it may well be something you're being called to do. And, and you know, I always use the term stepping out of your comfort zone is probably the most powerful and empowering thing that you can do for yourself, uh, providing it's in alignment, as we'll discuss in a moment, with your passions, your purpose, and your right. goals, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. So, and, and here's something, if I can just go back to my own analogy for one minute. Um, being principal, principal of a high school, and I just pulled that out of the air, I have no, no, I don't know where that came from, but that would definitely be stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm not qualified. I don't know how to speak to teenagers, even though I have one. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's so many ways that would be out of my comfort zone, but I wouldn't feel panicked about it. I would feel uncomfortable. I would feel like I'm not in my element. But when there's a panic, it's triggering something inside, I think, that often is is much more aligned with our emotional fear 
which means it's something we care a lot about. And if we care a lot about it, we're supposed to step into it. Well, I think that's the, the defining um, aspect of that, that it's something that you really care about. Yeah. That's very different than a panic from, you know, something that's an accident or something you're totally unprepared for. Right, right, right. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's define the big picture here. What is authentic visibility? So I really I've spent a lot of time really going into this with both myself and my clients. And I think it is a willingness to really be visible to yourself first. And where do you put the stake in the sand? Where do you stand up for something? Where do you say, that's it, that's enough. I'm just going to be who I am and I don't care who likes it anymore, um, who loves me anymore, or if you don't agree with me. And I think most of us feel like we do that in our regular day and then something happens, something is triggered and then you're suddenly willing to be even more of yourself. You're willing, maybe your family's threatened or your job goes away or you've had a personal um, health crisis and then suddenly you're being called to step up and be, they say in your power, but I even call it um, comfortable with who you are at a level that just is you have nothing to prove anymore you just are and you're not making apologies for that and that's a slightly different place and when you can get to that place and speak from that place it's much easier to go out and be visible to the world because you really don't care so much how you're received other than by your loved ones I love that. And, you know, I'm thinking, and, and you can validate or not uh, dispute the idea that I think it takes some years of being around and getting familiar with yourself and getting um, connected with your values and just being out there in the world to really discover your own authentic space, your own authentic opinions. Um, your own authentic values. I don't think that, I don't think that's easily known in your twenties unless you're really uh, pretty advanced. Would you agree or not? Well, I, I would say for me, it took me years. I mean, I'm 58 and I'm only now feeling like I'm really comfortable with who I am. Obviously I was all the way along, but more and more so. Having said that, I look at some women, millennial women, and I am in awe of how much they're able to just be who they are. And so I think there is a newfound freedom, collective freedom amongst women. I think things are much more accepted than they were when I was growing up. Um, you know, I was gonna date me a little bit, but you know, my mother suggested I learn how to type. So I had a backup, for, right? For what I wanted to do in the world. I'm. Um, there was a time when I, I went to buy a car and because my husband wasn't with me, I couldn't even look at a car. I grew up with that. And so I think just culturally there, it took me a little bit longer to break free from some of that. That I see a lot of women, young women just don't have those constraints. Okay. So we need to celebrate that because we women have come a long ways. And yeah, things have changed dramatically. You know, I'm, I'm a grandma. So 
I know that what you're talking about, you, you better learn to type so you have a backup. <laughs> I don't think there's probably many millennials out there that would that would cross their minds. So I think that's a really And they all type. And they all type anyway. And they, all they know how to use a computer. Yeah. So things have changed so much. And culturally, you're right, that the whole um, feminine side has evolved, especially in this country. And I so often just say, I feel so blessed to be a woman in the United States because despite occasional situations that aren't so exciting for women, most of the time in most circumstances, we have available to us unlimited opportunities. And that's why I wanted to bring the show to people as well, because I just think women are displaying such amazing skill sets and um, capabilities that we need to be sharing with each other. I think it's just really important. So uh, thank you for making that point about the millennials. And um, I will keep my mind more open that, yes, <laughs> you can feel the empowerment and the authenticity and who you are when you're in your 20s. I guess I didn't just get it by then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. It took, it's taken me decades. <laughs> well, let's, let's go into the, the first hot topic about owning your dreams and how you can marry that with actually having a profitable business. Because I know everyone here is interested in having their dreams and being profitable. And women have a little harder time getting those two connected. So go ahead. All right, well, first um, I would like to just take one moment and, and let's just discern what we mean by dreams and purpose and passion. If I can just differentiate between those three things for just a minute. Absolutely. I think people and women are like, well, I don't know what my purpose is and I really want to make my business uh, be on purpose and all these things. And uh, I'm kind of known for the fact that I say everybody's already living your purpose whether you know it or not. I sort of stand in that place. You can't be alive and not li be living your purpose. Now, you may not be clear on what it is. You may be hiding it. You may not be living it to the full ex extent. But purpose is something you bring into everything you do. So let's just say that that's true because we don't have time to explore that fully. But passion is something you choose. Dreams are something that come into your imagination and then you can choose to be passionate about your dreams. So if you have a dream of writing a book, you can choose to be passionate about that and get up every day and write. If you have a dream about opening up a flower shop, you can choose to be passionate about that. And that has nothing to do with your purpose, which is a much bigger spiritual conversation. And so when I'm talking about making money from your dreams, the first step is you have to be passionate about it. It can't be some kind of dream out in the future. Someday you're going to do this. It has to be something that is birthed in your imagination. And then you start breathing that dream. You think it, you love it, you learn a little bit out about it. If you want to start a flower shop, start arranging flowers. That's kind of the first step, right? And it sounds so obvious, but you'd be amazed at how many people I talk to who say, it's my dream to open up a doggy daycare, but they don't 
have any connections anywhere in the dog world locally yet. Right. And so you've got to start living whatever it is that you want to do. So that's the first step. See you nodding, so we'll see if there's a question. Yeah, no, I my, my I was having trouble getting to my unmute button. Um, okay, so I think this is very, very important. What you just said is that if you've got the dream, you've got to start doing things that move you closer to uh, experiencing it, and right. you have to do it with passion. So, what you're saying is if you got a dream, something you really always dreamed of doing. You got to wake up in the morning thinking about it. You got to right. wake up in the morning inspired to do something about it. You've got to wake up passionately involved in the process of making your dream more than a dream, really, right? Right, absolutely. And yeah. that's not always so easy. Like like a lot of people I want to lose 20 pounds, right? Or 10 pounds or whatever. And you got to sort of get up and do something about it. You have to either walk or go to the gym or do some yoga and eat a little better. But it's really difficult to do if you're always saying, oh, God, I got to lose 10 pounds. It's much more inspiring for yourself if you get passionate about the goal, which is I'm going to get healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to be alive and vibrant and feel good in my body. And so you find what it is that you can get passionate about rather than, oh, I've got to lose 10 pounds. Yeah, that's an entirely different attitude for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to take you very far. It's it's the dreaded, oh, I've got to lose 10 pounds. Right. So if you have a dream of, oh, I want to write a book, it's like, oh, I got to, you know, um, I have to write. I have to learn how to write. I have to go take a writing workshop. I have to learn about publishing. I'm going to have to write a book proposal. I have to figure out where the cover is and what a title is and how I'm going to market it and who's going to read it. And oh my gosh, just if you want to write a book, start getting passionate about writing. That's the first step. So, so what? Let's let's explore this a little further because I know that most entrepreneurs either want to write a book, have written a book, want to write another one, or think they should have a book. You don't even think necessarily that they all need to have a book. I know that. No, right. But if, if you were counseling them right now or consulting and coaching them right now, what would you guide them to do about that dream? Uh, great question. So the first thing is, why do you want to have a book? Uh, for some people, there's just a book inside and you know you've got to write it and you want to write it and it's almost like, yes, it will help you maybe market your business or uh, you'll be able to sell some, but it's because there's a book inside of you. And so that's a great reason to go write a book, right? Because it just has to be birthed. It's something that's inside of you. If you're thinking that you're going to write a book and your main purpose is to market your business, then I would say let's look at the end goal, which is to market your business and see which strategy is going to get you there the fastest. And if writing a book is it, great, but maybe it's podcasting, maybe it's getting out and networking in your local community, maybe it's sitting on the board of your local uh, nonprofit. There's a lot of ways to get your visibility increased to help you market your business. And the book may or may not be it. Absolutely. And that's why I brought that out because I think there's that feeling that everyone who's in business needs to have a book to market it. 
but you're, you've just led into the second topic, and that is how you get visible with purpose. Uh, before I go into that, I just want to give a few kudos to those of you who have stopped in and, and said hi to us uh, live. Welcome. We've got Maggie from San Antonio, Karen from uh, Largo, Florida, Tracy from Bellingham. Okay, and I know there's more of you on than that. So come on in and say hi. Let us know where you're hanging out from. And I'm also interested from those of you who are watching this live, but also in replay, because these comments will be there in replay as well. What's one of your dreams? Just put down a dream that you have, because I'd, I'd like to, you know, put this out there for um, us to take a look at. You know, maybe there's an, a quick step we can give you or advise you on. So write down a dream that you have not gone for yet, and let's talk about that a little bit. And the first, and and I just got, I have to say, yes, yes. Uh, the, the first step, it's always the first step. So I don't know what the steps are in AA or whatever, but the first step is you got to acknowledge it. Right? right. So be brave, write it down, own it, say, yeah. this is my dream, own it. Don't be as scared of it. It's yours. Okay. So that means get in the comment section, a dream that you've had, but you haven't taken action on yet, or maybe you're a little slow taking action on it. Let's hear about that. All right. So own it, put it down. Own it. Right. Okay. So let's talk about getting visible with purpose then, because obviously purpose is part of what's going to lead your passion, isn't it? Right, right. So purpose is something that we're born with, and it could be uh, an inclination to teach or care give. It could be a real um, intuitive feeling about the environment. Purpose is not a doing action. Purpose is a being. It's part of who you are and really how you're here to love and give back in the world. So in the biggest esoteric sense, all of our purpose is to love, to learn to love, to, to you know be more love, all of that. But how do you express that in the world? That is your purpose. It has nothing to do with your vocation, nothing to do with what you do in the world. But when you get in touch with your energy of purpose, like I really believe one of mine is to teach, and when you're in tune with that, then you bring that into how you're going to be more visible and market yourself. So if you feel aligned with teaching, this is a this would be a good forum, right? Some people feel that they're here to express creativity creatively through art or through music. Those can be more purposes. But that does not necessarily mean it's part of your vocation, but how do you bring that into your work? How do you bring your unique expression into your work? And by doing that, you'll be you'll just naturally be more charismatic. You'll naturally be more visible out in the world. And then you align that with what you the actions that you do and the doing part in your marketing to then be more authentically visible and and uh, bring your business up. So you really, you simplified it down to what I would call a, a universal common denominator. When you say we're all here for a purpose, we may not even know we're here for a purpose. We're already living our purpose. You said that early on. And now you're saying that it's, 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 it's what your natural expression or the way you naturally express yourself in the world is. And you brought it down to love in some right. form or other. We're all here to express 
and I would say receive love. It's just sort of a, a universal um, concept. And if you take that a step further into now what is going to drive your passions and therefore your goals, is it partly what, in, I use the word inspire a lot, obviously with the show, is it partly what inspires you then to be your form of expressing love, of giving, of sharing, of uplifting others? Is that it? Yeah, that's such a great question because this word love is so tricky, right? I, I'm not, I, I think people who would know me, for instance, wouldn't call me a touchy-feely, lovey kind of person. I'm abrupt, I'm direct. I like to do consulting, not coaching, because I don't, I mean, I do coaching, but it's like, oh my gosh, just get to the point and go do what I tell you to do, right? So it's hard to say that's loving energy, but it's how I express love for my clients and my work. So let's just be clear that there's a lot of expressions of love and that not everybody feels and expresses it the same way, right? So I think that was the first part of your question. Um, what was the second part? <laughs> I was so it was caught up on that. It was taking that way that you express it into your passion in a way that uplifts and inspires others. Oh, and then the inspiring part, right? You got to inspire yourself first. So it's back to inspire yourself, inspire others. Yeah, absolutely. So inspiring others is almost, I think, um, maybe the side effect. If you go do what you do properly. Yeah, I mean, I love even the word inspire because it, it starts from within and you think of the spiral spiraling upward and therefore elevating yourself and elevating anyone else who wants to come along for the ride with you is sort of the way I look at it. Yeah, um, I love that. And, and so that's why it's one of my favorite words. And it's actually sort of my totem um, that I use, which is I inspire. Nice. I hope I inspire. I'm inspired, so I hope I inspire. <laughs> um, I want to take a moment to acknowledge Karen because she put her dream out there. Good for you, Karen said having a successful online fitness business. Oh, well, we know you can do it. There's no reason you can't. And the Maggie, good for you, Maggie. I dream of leading a yoga lifestyle woman's retreat somewhere on a beautiful beach resort. Oh my God, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> Those right. Those are wonderful. Do you have any comments for them? Um. Be open. So here's what I, the comment that I would have is start just doing one action a day that leads you closer and be really open to the path of how you get there. Our paths, especially as women, are not always straight lines. No, they're not straight lines. And, and the other thing I would add to it is if you have seen someone else do something that you are have a dream about, Use them as a way of observing, gathering information. Um, I mean, I can think of, of someone, uh, for example, with Karen, I'm not going to name the names right here, but I can think of, you know, some incredible role models out there that are making millions doing fitness online. I know of other people that are doing yoga lifestyle type retreats and, that, you know, they're charging boku bucks to do it because they've got all the things that they need in place and the system set up. So, you know, my thought is 
if, if that's a dream of yours, you need to go out and study those who have already mastered it and then put your spin on it to make it even more powerful for the people that you attract. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's great. And um, we all have different styles, which I think is part of what we're going to talk about in, in the third part of our conversation here. And so there are some people online who are very much about um, getting lots of people on your email list and selling them something every day and upselling and using a sales funnel. And that works for a segment of the population works really well, does not work for everybody out there. Um, other people prefer to work more closely one-on-one, -on -one, maybe charge a higher price, and that works better for some people. So please find your own style in that, because if you just copy someone else, it may not be aligned with what you're trying to do, and then it will be frustrating. Yeah, so I, would, I would never suggest to copy. I would always suggest to study. To study and learn. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, study and learn. And then pick pick parts of it that resonate with you and then bring, again, bring your own style into yeah. it. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nobody that does my show like I do my show. I wouldn't expect anyone else to come in and broadcast a show the way that I do. But I know that you can learn a lot by watching what I do and taking out what feels right and resonates with you. That's really the point of that. Right. All right. So we got aligning your marketing with your core strengths. Two really, there's three important words there. Align, marketing, and core strengths. <laughs> four words. <laughs> well, well, four. It's right. I'm thinking core strengths is one, but you're right. Two words there. So this is powerful. I almost think of this as a, a tripod that we're working on or some form of um, right. something very stable that you're building as a result of this. So let them know what you mean about aligning your marketing with your core strength. Well, let's go back to the book analogy because this is so pertinent now in this part of our conversation. When I would coach somebody who might come to me and say, I really need to write a book. I need to use it to market my business. <coughs> Excuse me. I'd say, great. Um, how much have you written? Oh, nothing. Um, do you blog right now? No. Do you like to write? Well, no. Can you envision yourself sitting down every morning and writing before you start your work day? <coughs> Excuse me. And often the answer is no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, what do you like to do? Well, I like to speak. Well, do you have some interest in learning and becoming a better speaker? Yes, I would love to do that. Maybe podcasting is more in alignment. Maybe getting out there and speaking at uh, luncheons every week at a local luncheons more up your alley. And so we want to take your interests and turn those into strong strengths and market from that place. If you, <coughs> excuse me, do want to learn to be a writer and you haven't written, that's great. If the interest is there, you can learn it. I have to well, take a, I think that's, yeah, take a drink. I think that's a very, very good point. And again, it gets back to authenticity. <coughs> You know, with authenticity, you you can you can discern what these areas are that feel right for you. Now, someone may not know that they like to do podcasts, but they, as you said, do they like to speak? Do they do they like to get up in front of people and uh, share ideas? Um, so that gives you an idea. Of, well, then maybe you know, podcasting would be one of the routes that you could take as far as marketing is concerned. And I get it. Um, 
as far as writing a book, I'm just going to share with you that I've thought, well, I, I have written a, an ebook, but for a long time I've thought I should write a book, but I don't like using the word should. I think that's a dead giveaway. If you use the word should, it's probably not something that's getting you. It's certainly not a dream and it's certainly not going to fire up your passions. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, and the other piece is, do you have something that you want to share that's inside of you or are you interested in what other people have and do you want to explore your own curiosity about what other people have so maybe interviewing such as you're doing um, you know capitalize on that so there's there's two different things and you can have them both at different times in your life is there something inside of yourself you want to share or is there something you want to get from other people at this time of your life yeah, and I, that's with with me. The interviewing is just sort of a natural thing. I love to ask questions. I love to find out more about people. I like to go deeper um, than I don't like, you know, so-called cocktail party conversation. I really like to get deep with people, mm -hmm. and um, that takes some time and it takes an opportunity to get to know someone so that you can do what I think is is a quality interview. Um, so these are things that work really well for me now. I don't know if I knew that that was a core strength. How do you determine what your core strengths are? Um, I think we know. There's a million checklists out there. And, you know, Marcus Buckingham did a whole thing on core strengths. But I think most of us really do know. And this is part going back to being authentic first with yourself and being honest if you have a skill or a strength or if you have something that you know could develop into a strength. So, um, you know, I'm a decent writer. Is it a strength? No, but it, I could develop that if I chose to. Um, am I a singer? No. Could I develop it? No. It's never going to be a strength for me. Right. So I think we do know these things inside of ourselves. So if someone came to me and said, oh, you would just be fab fabulous in musicals. I, I know I wouldn't. I don't have to like pretend. I just need to be honest about it. But if someone came to me and said, hey, you might be really good in this play as an actor, I'd be like, yeah, maybe I can develop that into a stronger um, asset for myself. So I do think we know. I think the thing is, is we downplay ourselves. We don't admit our strengths. We don't admit our weaknesses. We're not honest with ourselves. And if we have a strength, we may not feel that it's developed enough to be able to talk about it with pride or pride's the wrong word, but confidence. And it may just be that we need more practice or we need some coaching or we need some lessons or we need to learn more about it. Yeah, and I think that's part of, um, you know, what can hold somebody back from marketing with alignment is, is if they are undervaluing their core strengths or they're not giving themselves enough credit for what they're good at. They're um, too humble. Yeah, and not valuing it or the perfectionistic. Um, I'm not challenge. good enough. Yeah, yeah that's always a, a big one. Yeah. So, so your point being, again, is that explore what those – core strengths are and those core strengths are going to be something that <laughs> you enjoy that you um, like to do um, whether or not it's it's a hobby sort of thing or if it's just something that seems to come natural for you your point being is move in that direction to develop your marketing 
for increased visibility. Right, and well, learn more, and learn more. Learn be, more about it. Be curious about it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there are some things we just need to know to be good marketers in our own business. We have to know a little bit of copywriting. There are some people that are going to have enormous skill over writing and other people that just are not, but they still need to learn some basics so they can send out a decent email or be able to put together a decent uh, presentation or a flyer or whatever to, to sell something, right? We all have to have some basic skill of reaching across the aisle and shaking someone's hand and looking them in the eye and saying hello. You know whether those are strengths you want to develop more. Some people are natural networkers. They love going into uh, networking meetings and luncheons and conferences and meeting people and networking and other people just know that's not for them. Everybody has to learn the basics to be successful in business, but then take the two or three things that you know that you could be really good at and develop that. So if it's networking, develop your networking skills and use that in your marketing. If it's writing, develop your copywriting, get better at it and use that in your marketing. And like for me, if it's, it's gabbing, <laughs> it's chatting, it's right. talking, um, you can, you can pick up your mic and record uh, something and still turn it into writing. And that, that's actually how I wrote the book that I wrote. Um, it's, it was all done because I started with talking on a hangout on air, just like this, only it was just me as a talking head, talking about something that I knew about that I was passionate about. And it became a very conversational style and it ended up going into a book. So uh, <laughs> if you like to talk, talk your, talk your emails out. <laughs> Perfect. Thought. Well, this has been so fun and, you know, lots of, of good insights. And I hope it's been valuable to you, Karen and Maggie, especially. I'm so super proud of you for claiming those dreams. And the rest of you, you still have a chance to put them down for us today. Um, let's let them know what you have because you do have a very special gift. And it's, it's beyond what most of the gifts are that um, I have people offering. So I'm very excited to bring it up and then I also will be pasting it into the comment section for you to grab the link. But as I put it up, Karen, go ahead and tell them what this gift is all about. Uh, so I think we're giving out my uh, webinar on how to align your purpose and profit and um, why there's so many myths about doing what you love to do and making a profit at, at it. So you know how they say, do what you love and the money will follow. And I'm busting that myth. It's not so easy. We're all feel so guilty and shamed that we tried doing what we love and the money didn't follow that um, we're going to bust that myth. And in this free webinar, I take you through some actual steps, talk about why that doesn't really work, but what really does work. And so it's free and you go to uh, the link up there, hmtips.com forward slash Michelle gift. You got it. hmtips.com forward slash Michelle gift is where you pick up that webinar with that great training. I've also posted it in the comments section so that you can click on it directly. And I really, I encourage you to take advantage of this because I think we all need that encouragement to be 
the authentic person that we already are and to use it in a way that helps drive your business with passion. I love the whole combination of the passion and the purpose and authentic visibility. It's just, a, it's to me a beautiful concept. And um, I hope you all do take advantage of it. Any final words for everyone, Michelle? Yeah, stay, um, stay true to who you are. Don't go chase your purpose. You're already living it. Don't worry about it. It will open up more and more as you live more authentically, more aligned with who you are. But do chase your passions. Choose them. You get to, to say what you're going to be passionate about. Choose those. Chase those. And then maybe, and maybe not, those will develop into money-making endeavors for you. Absolutely. And um, Karen and Maggie in particular, because you were so bold to state your dreams, I want to hear about them. Okay. So let me know how you're doing. And I would imagine that Michelle would like to, too. So I'd love to know. Thank yeah, you. Let us know how you're doing with those because you've stated it now. Go out and start to grow the passion around it. Do something to move you closer toward it every day and make it a reality and move it out of the dream phase. That's my final thoughts for everyone. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate you and taking the time to be here. I hope you've picked up just one tidbit of information that you can go out and apply in your own life and in your own business today. That's when I feel like I have achieved my goal for you with this show. So thank you once again for being here. And Michelle, thank you so much. Everyone go out and have a terrific week. That's all now. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.